episode of the Social Club podcast was brought to you by Thousand Island Dressing in New Farm in Brisbane. Thousand Island Dressing is a one-stop accessory shop, chockers full from local Brizzy designers and all the Aussie makers you know and love. Head in store and check out the goods, or just stay in your PJs and shop online. You can follow all the fun on Instagram, at Thousand Island New Farm. They've recently renovated a workshop space, which is both functional and aesthetically pleasing. So get the gang together and organise a fun night out. Or if you're a business and want to host an event or networking function, or just make use of this totally Instagrammable space, then shoot Ellie at DM ASAP. Okay, we're calling this episode of the Social Club podcast Yeah the Boys! <laughs> because it's actually the first time I've had boys on the podcast. Any, any boys? Any voice. First masculine, First, deep masculine voice. Yeah, and we don't really get a lot of male energy in the store. <laughs> so, probably, probably a good thing for the most part. What'd you say? I was going, can we eat on this one? Oh, yeah, you can eat. Because I'm crunching away over here. You can eat. I normally try to disguise it at least a little bit, but I mean, a bit of crunching between mates and listeners on the podcast. Do is... any other rules we need to get out of the way early about what we can and can't do? Um, no, you're allowed to swear. You're allowed to swear. This right. isn't like Channel 10. Although you're, I think you're allowed to swear Channel on Channel 10, 10 now 10. anyway. Someone said fuck the other day on TV. Excellent. On like daytime. Why is Channel 10 the. Yeah, why is Channel 10 the one? Like just nine, seven. nine, seven, fine. You can swear all the time. Ten, maybe. Just well, I think I was watching Channel Ten, and I just remember being like, "Are you allowed to drop the f bomb on TV?" And what's happening these Isn't days? Isn't like it after a certain time. Like, yeah, it was probably yeah. quite late. It was late night news. Yeah, oh yeah, it was definitely the news yeah. I was watching. <laughs> Why were they swearing on the news? Because the world is fucked. Yeah. That's what the anchor... The news still anchor, fucking going. That, the news anchor just said that and then that was just the end tr- of the And they can do it. Next time After a certain time, they can do it. Okay. Coming up next, the world is fucked. 10pm news only. So, yes. So, let's talk about my guests this week. We've got Sebastian Vincent Pelly, who is actually my little brother. Yeah. So cute. cute. I always... Feel like I talk about that, so I think it'll be nice for some people. To put a name, to put a name to his face or a face to his name. Like I think it's radio. (laughs) 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 Well, they'll put a voice to his name face. Um, But I voice to his name face. Well, I don't know. Name face is definitely not a thing. I always talk about him, and when I talk about you, I always say like my little brother, my little brother. And in my head, I'm imagining that people are thinking that you're like 17 or something, not actually. He's a grown up. He's a dad. Like 12 months younger than me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey everyone. Uh, Excited to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) disingenuous. And then my other guest, my other guest is Jules' middle name, Jeffress. What's his middle name? George. Jules George George. or Julian George. That's a strong name. In Spanish, Julio Jorge. So just throwing it out there. All our Spanish listeners. Mm, That's right. All our Spanish (laughs) listeners out there. I think I do. Buenas noches. (laughs) I do have like a listener who is in a weird country. Maybe like Liechtenstein or something. So I don't know if they have just accidentally found... I don't know, but I'm pretty sure they don't consider their country a weird country. Well, it's a very little country. It is a very little country. Is it a principality? Liechtenstein. No, it's a country. It's, it's a fully blown? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think the capital is... Isn't it just... Vilnius? Does it even have a capital? It's just a tiny country. So we're actually on a trivia team. What's a trivia team called? We haven't played in so long. I haven't played in a very long time. <laughs> Thunder lizards. Thunder yes. lizards. So we used to play every... We used to play every week quite religiously at the Gap Tab. Good old GT. Good old GT. Um, Place where dreams are made. We stopped playing and now we 
rarely play. Um, I think, but I think, I think Barb's plays. Bar- yeah, Barb's keeps it going, so shout out to Barb's. But they always had a question round, and like everyone sort of had their speciality. So Bass's speciality was always geography, and I guess um, maybe like, oh, ast- not astrology. Is that like. <laughs> Well, that's yours. <laughs> is it like Which one of us is a Sagittarius? Astrology. <laughs> <laughs> but who you is? did exactly what that person off the, or that girl off the Bachelor did. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> Bass, tell us what. What Libra? What a Libra is like. <laughs> Who's a Scorpio yeah, compatible right. with? Wait, that's what I am. She just said your expertise is astrology. She meant astronomy. But I'm okay. neither astrology okay. or astronomy. Okay, well, like this you... is the most, the most confusing part. <laughs> Well, I don't know why that was even brought up in the Because first. you it's always the, know the, the planets. Astro- it's more the astronomy of Earth, aka geography. <laughs> I know. That's what you are. That's I know some countries and some capital I, cities. That's No, it. also, you're good at planets. Not really. Name I, all I the t- planets. What, right now? <laughs> yep, this is great content for the podcast. In order. Um, you're a teacher. Well, no, yeah, that's it. I'm a year five teacher and we teach the planets. Yeah. Um, and that's about as much as I know about the planets. You can't name them in order. Um, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what And for bonus points, they're the now non-planet. Yeah. Um, Pluto. Pluto. Mm-hmm. No, it's a dwarf planet. Dwarf, oh, is it a dwarf planet? That's what someone said. But someone else said that was offensive. <laughs> to, to the people of Pluto. <laughs> to the dwarfs. But what is, like, you could have said anything and I would have been like, yeah, he's got it. But you knew it, so yeah. you are the actual... Maybe I'm the uh, astrologer. <laughs> astronomer? How does that prove him not saying anything proves that he's the astronomer? Because he's nodding along. He's just nods to everything. <laughs> confidently nodding podcasts. Well, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know any of them. But, <laughs> okay, so your... Okay, so... <laughs> your trivia topics are geography, states. No, capital cities. Capital yeah, cities. but I'm pretty, sure, sure, I got, capital I'm pretty sure I got Lichtenstein wrong. So anyone at home, text in and let us know. <laughs> Do we take calls? If I've got that right. Yep. Text in on the landline. Phone in on the uh, phone and let us know the capital of Lichtenstein. But what I was going to say is I always, whenever, so one of the questions is always like, name the top eight countries in Great, blah, blah, blah. I love blah. those questions. Yeah, yeah really good questions. questions. And one of my answers is always, I just throw it out there. Uh, Lichtenstein and sometimes it is and then everyone's like oh fuck how did you get that like and they think that I'm that's dead like set legend but it's like that's my only that's country. the one you gotta be slave of the random yeah yeah like oh yeah. I'll yeah. hit him with the Lichtenstein yeah yeah, yeah. so every now and then yeah and then Jules what is your trivia oh. topics oh your <laughs> politics definitely yeah I guess I guess although I my whatever the opposite of a claim to fame is is when we you know at the end of the trivia they have that cash up round or whatever it is the bonus round where you get the three questions right you win big cash hmm? at the end of GT Trivia yeah. there's the three the big money round at, right the at the end question. oh yeah three the jackpot the jackpot jackpot I know where this story's going and we had the so we got the first two I don't remember what they were but the third one was named the speaker of the federal parliament mm. which should be like right down my alley yeah and I couldn't get it oh. in his wheelhouse in my wheelhouse right up that house my ballywick if you will yeah and uh you got the last name right. You said Smith. I had the last name right. And you said, I think it could be, was it Tony Smith? I think it is. T- I can't even remember now. Tony and then you said, just Smith. put in Wayne and see how we go, but it could I don't be think Tony. I said Wayne, but I said <laughs> and something. Went, okay. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. bad. So that was, and that, we would have won big cash money. Oh, no. Big. So that's, um, so I'm not sure my politics expertise is. Just getting back to Lich, uh, Lichtenstein. So um, the capital the was Vadum, not oh. Vilnius, so apologies to the people. Uh, the official language is German. They're Catholic. Oh, and if you're from there, you're a Lichtensteiner. 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 Well, shout out to that one person who keeps listening in mm, Lichtenstein, yeah. and I hope you enjoy of, the trivia about your country. They've got a lot of airtime, a, <laughs> a lot of attention. Probably the most airtime given to Lichtenstein on a podcast filmed in Brisbane. In, in, New, in New Farm. In New Farm specifically. Yeah, because yeah, there, be, there could be Brisbane people yeah. doing... Lichtenstein only podcast. It's just specific podcast. So let's just bring it down. Specifically in New Farm Village, I would say. Maybe we can do it. Maybe Bass and I could do a spin off of this podcast mm. about the history of Lichtenstein. We could work our way through. Oh, yeah. Jeez, that would be. Like deep dive. Yeah, I'll a deep share. Deep dive into Lichtenstein. I'll share that with my listeners and we'll see how we go. 
text in if you'd like us to uh, <laughs> pursue this idea. I do like small principalities. That's, yeah. that's what it could Dictal, be. Like different Dictal. principalities yeah. of the world. I'm what, like 15 episodes per principality and then yeah, maybe. hour yeah. Bass is like, I'm not committing to 15 anything. <laughs> I'm not even committing to 15 minutes. <laughs> there's this... Um, Obviously, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but one that was recommended to me a while ago, there's like a, I don't know if you've heard of this or spoken about it before, but like a deep dive World War One, World War Two podcast, oh. but I like, each episode's like hours long and there's like 30 episodes. Oh my God. I have no idea who has the time for this, Just to, to actually to make it, let alone to, to listen to it, mm. um, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, I wonder who's the, what the listening base, but to see yeah. them like... A lot of weirdos out there. But also, like, old people. <laughs> Why old people? Because if you're like our granddad, who, I mean, I don't actually... He has no he's interest in great work. reference Does he, does he listen to podcasts? <laughs> no, but I mean, he like... He podcasts. <laughs> he has no involvement. He was Irish. They weren't even involved in, like... I just mean, like, people his age, not specifically him, because he is his own Lee, but people his age who, like, don't want to watch TV, yeah. don't want to read books. Like the radio. Can't read. It, it is. Yeah. It's like the wireless. Yeah, that's right, but, that's right. And it's talking about something that they have an interest in. And so I, I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is there's a, there's a, there's a precedent for this. We could, there's a market there's for a everything. Mar- potentially, that's wrong. Yeah. Speaking of the uh, radio, I mean, Apple versus, like, radio, Bass and I had an interesting interaction this morning with Bass... Texted me and said they're talking about pancreatic cancer on the ABC. Oh my god, the man in the bottle shop told me about that too. There you go. Yeah. And, I, and I assumed he was talking about the radio and he was talking about the TV. Huh? Yeah, and he said ABC. So he said oh, they're talking oh. about pancreatic cancer on the ABC right now. Yeah. It's very, in hindsight, very strange. I assumed the radio was the medium he was talking about. But that just shows... I assumed the radio too when the oh, man said it to me. There you go. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, it's a good uh, talk. So the guy. He had, uh, he's a doctor who looks into pancreatic cancer trying to fix it, and he actually got pancreatic cancer. Oh. Oh, so he was already a doctor? I believe so. Yeah, Unless right. he, in the time, in that one year he had pancreatic cancer, then he changed around to a 10 year degree. Yeah, interesting. Um, but he so, said that um, more people in Australia die from pancreatic cancer than yeah. breast cancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was pretty uh, amazing. Some good facts out there. Can I, is this time to throw some facts out? Well, uh, we might just preface this with letting <laughs> the followers know that you actually have yeah, pancreatic yeah, cancer. Right. Yeah. So that kind of went off on a tangent without even that's telling right. people. But Jules has pancreatic cancer. I was wondering cancer. how we're going to broach that subject. So I'm glad oh, this, you know. well, we just jump no, around. Right. How you do it? What this else? Is, I have pancreatic cancer. No, <laughs> it's time to tell yeah, you something, everybody right. who I've never met. I've never been to Lich. This podcast is getting deep. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Jules, do you want to? Uh, this would be a very interesting topic if you uh-huh. want to give out some facts. But right. Do you want to go? I don't know how much of your story you want to share. No, happy to. Yeah. Um, like, let's born. go right back to the not beginning born of time, in. but yeah. perhaps the last three, three years ago. Was it three years ago? I remember we were camping, and was that the Easter camping? The Easter uh, camping trip, Lake Mugra. Yeah, Lake yeah. Mugra. It was amazing. I was pregnant, so I wasn't drinking, but like trying to also pretend it was at Easter. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, "Oh, guys, I gave up alcohol for Lent." Um, your wife, Ali. No, Didn't your wife, Ali, was all over it. She, she knew, has an excellent pregnancy right now. She knew straight. Well, as if I would not drink, like alone. Come on. It's, yeah, True. She's not That's drinking. maybe the best evidence. Story, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Although I do always actually give up um, alcohol for Lent, just. Like, sometimes just very specifically beer. Yeah, isn't like, it usually like, I'm giving up wine? Yeah, giving up wine. For, well, it used to be all alcohol, and then I was like, I'm not doing that again. I'm so then it became very, Yeah. Yeah. Well, this year I'm going to give up opie rum, I think. Opie rum. How much opie what rum? What about, can you yeah, drink? Yeah, I haven't had a drink in a while. Can you have UP rum? Is that the other one? What's UP? Underproof. <laughs> Underproof? Is that a thing? Well, it's the opposite of Underproof. Is there a darker one? But, I mean, giving up opie rum is... Um, so anyway, we were out camping yeah. and you weren't feeling well, right? Mm. Had you already been going to a doctor? Because I felt like this was yeah. the very start. This is definitely obviously the start of when I... Yeah, so it kind of goes... So that was Easter. It actually goes back a couple months before that to earlier that year. Um, at our friend uh, Andy Pope and, and Kaz Pope's wedding. And um, the next day, just woke up with a... A bad hangover, as you as you do after a wedding. Nothing sort of too unique about that at the time. Probably the last hangover I ever had, actually. So then, it, it kind of just didn't go away. Like I sort of felt mm. felt sick all, all that week, which obviously is not normal. 
Because I remember at the camping thing, you were saying like, oh, after this weekend, like I'm detoxing after this because you were just like, something's not. Yeah, I was probably still figuring out what was going on mm. at that point. So, um, so after that wedding, which I guess was in March, it probably was only weeks before that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, I went to the doctor. That doctor was like, you'll be right, mate. You just, you know, drunk too much. Oh, really? And then, um, yeah, gave me some, some drugs. To settle the stomach, or whatever, and then it didn't get any better. I went back and to the doctor again, and he sent me to send me for a blood test, and that showed that the enzyme, one of the enzymes that your pancreas digests. So the pancreas, most people don't know what the pancreas does, is, is does a couple of things. It regulates sugar, so insulin in your body, and also helps digest food. So it excretes enzymes to digest food in your stomach, and so one of the enzymes that it digests, the level of that enzyme in my blood was slightly altered. So that was a bit of a warning sign. So they sent me to get a scan. It was on, it was on a Saturday. I, was on, I think I was, on, I, was, I was helping out at our local footy club at Jeeps at this point. I was on the way to a game and sort of had to go, instead of going to the game for the team I was managing, go to hospital, go to emergency. They sent me for scans. And that kind of showed that, yeah, my pancreas was slightly inflamed, but nothing, nothing too extraordinary, nothing too concerning. And sent me to a gastroenterologist. Uh, saw the gastroenterologist and was like, yeah, look, you know, this is a bit weird. You're pretty young um, to get, you know, an inflamed pancreas is, is also called pancreatitis. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty weird, but it, it can happen. It can happen even from just one big drinking event. You can be really unlucky. Get, you know, just get really drunk or whatever and the pancreas freaks out and, you know, get pancreatitis. So, so what's pancreatitis then? Is that just like It's just having... literally your pancreas is inflamed. Like it's, it's sort of too much alcohol. It just doesn't, res- it doesn't respond well to it. Um, I remember you ringing me I was living in the UK and you rang me and told me you had that yeah, and that you probably weren't going to be able to drink very much anymore and yeah, that, and yeah, that yeah. was like a really sad thing and to be honest like that at, the, at that time and this sort of shows like your perspective of life doesn't yeah. it it was one of the hardest things it was like the guy, he was like look you, ca- you can't drink at all now and you'll probably never be able to drink much ever again because mm. once this has happened it, it's likely to keep happening you've mm. shown propensity for it to happen so I just wasn't feel, like wasn't feeling well so like I couldn't you know, anyone who knew me before then knew that, you know, I loved, loved my food, loved drink, all that sort of stuff was, you know, I was, you know, not, not massive, but a bit overweight. Um, but also, I, I feel like that was like before you got diagnosed or like maybe, you know, leading up to whatever. It was like the fittest and healthiest human well, being, don't you think? the funny thing about it was that at the time, I remember leading up to that wedding, so uh, one, of, one of our mates, Wilsh, and I decided to run a half marathon in the middle yeah, of that year. Yeah, that's right. And I remember just before I got sick, I was like, I was run, doing like a 10K fun and I was like, I'm going to have to seriously take action here and run this half marathon. Like, oh, I was struggling. Like, I'm going to have to drop some weight. I'm going to have to take this really seriously. I have to eat properly, that sort of stuff. And it coincided with this this, this happening at the same mm-hmm. time. So I, I did run the half marathon and probably never would have been able to if I didn't get uh, pancreatitis and pancreatic cancer. Yeah. So there's a positive. So at that time, in hindsight... I almost certainly had pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And who knows how long for. Yeah. And I was having scans. And I was same. feeling terrible having scans every three months and they, and they had no idea. And no one could they diagnose it. They couldn't find it. it. Um, and this is the problem with pancreatic cancer is that it, it's very difficult to diagnose. So the symptoms are, you know, weight loss, sore back, sore stomach. Mm. Could be anything yeah. going on in your, in your guts or your body or whatever. Yeah. And then on top of that, you get scans, all these sorts of things, and it's like, yeah, that's, you know, there's nothing obvious there. And on top of that, when you're dealing with a you know, young 32-year-old or I was, it's like, well, it's probably probably not going to be, the, you know, the chances of being this are nothing. So, we, you know, mm. we, won't, we won't go down that road of doing further, whatever, super invasive tests or whatever. So um, later that year, we went overseas. Anyway, got through, you know, the trip was fine. But again, knew I wasn't well. You know, like it was, I'd get pains every now and then and in my back and side and that sort of stuff. And I was just getting scans every three months. And then I remember getting a call from the gastroenterologist just after I had my scan. I missed it. And he said, can you give me a call back? That was one of those times where just like, well, doctors don't call you. Yeah. With, oh, I'm going to go, I'm seeing him tomorrow. Oh. I've got an appointment, you know, like, why is he calling me? He's not calling me with good news, whatever. And so I rang and him back. And so that's. He rang you even though you had an appointment the next day? Yeah. Oh. And he rang and said, can you come in now? Oh, my God. Um, and so I left, you know, left work and went in and he said, yeah, look, the scan showed there's some, there's something on your liver that wasn't there before. Um, we don't know what it is. It could be an infection. could be a couple other things. Or 
but look, it's probably it's probably cancer because you're you're pretty healthy. Otherwise, you're not showing any signs of being unwell and that sort of stuff. Yeah, and you haven't you stopped drinking and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, so, um, so you need to start sort of preparing yourself for that. But having said that, we don't know. You know, we need to do some things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A week or so later, had a biopsy and yeah, diagnosed with. Pancreatic cancer. cancer. How old were you when you diagnosed? Yeah, I think I was 32. And is that something, like with breast cancer, I know that that can be hereditary. Is this something that's hereditary or this is just... It can be, this isn't. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, no, it's just, well, I don't know, it's conflicting. But most people say it's just total luck of the draw or whatever. It's Mm. just one of those things and that's probably true. Mm. Having said that, there's also lifestyle factors that obviously affect Mm -hmm. an increased chance of getting cancer, but, you know. So, like, you know, drinking too much, eating too much crap, all that sort yeah. of stuff. But who knows, right? Without it, you know, you never know. I spend zero time thinking about that. So, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, luckily, so pancreatic cancer is, as Bass was saying a while ago, kills more people, kills more people than breast cancer. And the reason for that is that it's diagnosed extremely late when it's, once it's spread and there's not much you can do about it. Yeah. Because uh, that took. Six, yeah. Out, yeah, six, yeah, six over months. six months yep. to diagnose it. So, and in cancer, like six months is a really long you time. You want to get it as early as Especially possible. when it's like early yep. stages. And so if you get cancer really early, you can cut it out. That's the thing. You or you can cut it out. If you get cancer really early, you go and operate and cut Before it out. Before it spreads. And hope it hasn't gone anywhere else. And yeah. chemo or whatever to keep it contained or whatever. I think another so, thing was that 10% of people, um, only 10% get that actually stopped at the pancreas. Does that yeah. sound about right? Well, it's the same thing, right? So it's yeah. Once it's, yeah, that's and right. once 90% it spreads, and that's when it's much more problematic. And, that, and that's the problem, right? And, and so it depends on the cancer, but pancre- I mean, pancreas is not a big deal. You can you actually live without a pancreas. Mm-hmm. And I'm living with with three quarters or two thirds or half or something of a pancreas. But when it goes to other organs, like it typically goes to your lung, like to your liver, which goes to me, or you can go to your lungs and all that sort of stuff, and obviously you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't live without those organs functioning properly. So, yeah. So that's the problem. So, um, but yeah, the stats are just like they're ridiculously horrific. Like, not just in volumes people people that it kills, but less than ten percent of people live for five years after they're diagnosed. Yeah, and that's the benchmark for cancer survival. Is this if you can live for five years, there's a good chance you're going to be you're going to be right for yeah. a while. Um, you know, breast cancer is I can't remember exactly, but it's around ninety percent. Prostate cancer is around ninety percent. Oh. Bowel cancer eighty percent. You know these cancers you hear about, yeah, the because they're really good at awareness and they're, and they you know they really and they do affect a lot of people. I'm not, mm. I'm not, I don't yeah. mean to be critical, but ten um, percent, less than ten percent pancreatic cancer. Most of these other big cancers around ninety percent. Yeah, and the the thing about that is that those cancers weren't always around ninety percent. Mm. You know they were. You know, breast cancer not so long ago was much lower. Okay. So it was bowel cancer. So, so, so do you think things cancer. like funding is what's or is uh, totally. it? Totally. And it's yeah. all and about awareness, right? Yeah. So and so for me the starting point is about if people know about it, mm-hmm. then things will happen. Yeah. So people know people I mean, just look look at breast cancer, you know, twenty years ago pink wasn't associated with breast cancer. Yeah. Now you think pink you see pink, you think breast cancer straight away. Yeah. They've done such a good job of that kind yeah. of thing and the awareness. And from that flows all sorts of funding, yeah. which then flows into research and, and treatment and care and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then you see, you know, numbers well, like, improve. Yeah, and then I know that the colour for ovarian cancer is teal. And mm. so you see a lot of... Te- when I see yeah. teal now, I That's straight right. away think of so that, yeah. ovarian cancer. Yeah. So there's, there's lots of great examples out there. And, pro- and prostate cancer with November and all, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. Um, so, and is that just because there's a much smaller population, like percentage of the population who get pancreatic, pancreatic cancer? cancer? Like it's a fairly well, I think, rare cancer. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably part of it. Yeah. Um, that it sort of traditionally it hasn't affected as many people. And, and but then maybe like, also that the people who are getting diagnosed with it are, are an older age group and yeah. wouldn't be wanting to be so, you know, yeah. being advocates for their well, disease because they're. Well, and you know, the other part of it is, to be honest, is that there are no advocates they will die. Mm. Yeah, okay. So there's not a lot of people out there talking about it. Yeah. Because they're dead within, and like five years, we're talking 10% within five years, most people are dead within 12 months. Yeah. You know, like, and it's, and I've had, I've had, you know, friends, a friend's mother die within months. My aunt died. It was, she she had some other health problems, but she died of, and the pancreatic cancer as well. That was months. Yeah. Um, I had a, Really weird story, actually. A, co- a really dear colleague of mine, I was at his funeral 
but he died of pancreatic cancer. I would have had pancreatic cancer at his funeral. I didn't mm. know. You didn't even know. It was during that year. And he died in months. Like, he was diagnosed in February and he was dead in June. Oh, my God. And that's the story. Yeah. You know, that so is So people story get diagnosed and then they suffer and then they're dead. Yeah. So they don't have time no, to start no. activating no. Exactly. programs and, you know, so fundraising does, and all that sort of thing. Totally. Does the money and awareness need to go into detecting it? early is that the most important thing or is it finding out once it's been detected how to fix it what am i a doctor <laughs> <laughs> it's both you sound like a doctor <laughs> yeah it's definitely both so you need, they need you know they need to know i guess it's it's it, first and foremost they need to get better at finding it early yeah mm. that's as i said before the key of all cancers is if they can get a, a good screening thing up and running where they can say we know that you've got it for a blood test or whatever, and there, there's so much happening out there with this sort of stuff. Especially um, when they, if you think it is an older person's thing, like you know, they do the free breast mm. test. Is that mammary? Yeah, yeah, and bowel, you get bowel yeah, cancer tests in the mail, all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, all that yep. sort of stuff. So yep. they also need to start thinking about yep. these other. If this is the the people, the age group that it's hitting, then these are the people who need to be more aware of. The symptoms, yeah, which I guess you said the symptoms are like you feel sick. But the problem at the moment is even if you have those symptoms, they, they might be able to find, they might be able to find it. You might be able to go to scan and say, "Oh shit, yeah." You do have pancreas because it's a tumor on your pancreas and elsewhere. But it, but at the moment, it's that because of where it is, your pancreas is like in behind your stomach and this weird place. It's really, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really, it's really tricky. Even if you have those symptoms, even to detect what's going mm-hmm. on in there, I suppose. So the other thing about it too is that the um, the pancreas is like. It's, it's a real son of a bitch of an organ. Mm-hmm. So like you it's, said... It's, it's an angry organ. Like, you muck around with it and it freaks out. Actually, and causes I lots of problems. remember in the episode of Grey's Anatomy and the Miranda Bailey, who's, like, the head thing, said to a doctor, you don't mess around with the pancreas. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So as she a, would know because she's angry. So to compare it with... So I've had, you know, I had some big surgery. I've had a couple of big surgeries. And part of that surgery was cutting all the tumours out of my liver. And they cut out most mm-hmm. of my liver. Three quarters of my liver. Your liver grows back. Within months, my liver was back at its full volume. Oh. Within three months. Just insane. Yeah. So insane. Your pancreas is the opposite. It will, it will cause you problems for months if you even just touch it a little bit. But <laughs> you said before you can live without it. So Yeah, you can. Yeah. Is there a reason that they don't just chop all of your pancreas out? Yeah, well, they just don't, at the moment, for me, they don't need to. So my pancreas oh, okay. is not a problem at the moment. Yeah. But they, they can't, but they deal with people. Yeah, yeah. okay. Absolutely. Right. Yep. It's once it's spread, isn't it? The, Correct. The, the pancreatic cancers in your liver. That's right. So for That's me, the, the problem, problem is my liver. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. But so I feel like I've taken up a lot of airtime here. No, but really, this is, you know, this is fine. This people is good. might not be that interested in this. Oh, well, I'm interested <laughs> in it. So, and like you are such an advocate, you and your wife, Ali, have been really big at bringing awareness. I think to so many. I mean, especially like your friends, but then it all it trickles on because you post something about it, and then I share it, and then someone who doesn't even know you is sharing it because the stats. Because you're an, you're an influencer and you're getting it out there. Totally, you know. but I just mean like the stats <laughs> on it are horrific when you read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when. Yeah. So yeah, so you and your wife are very big advocates. You've said, speak. Have you done a TED talk or just a, a TED talk? I wish. Isn't it? Uh, didn't you go down to do? I went down to to the Pan Care Foundation, which is the National Pancreatic Cancer Charity. I went down and spoke at there. Yeah. Annual fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So next step, TED talk. Yeah. Yeah. Well, podcast then. Yeah. You're doing the podcast now, so you we probably already... know people, Jess, don't you? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah, I'll find social world. Yeah, I'll just. <laughs> yeah, I'll email Bill Gates. Bill Gates is alive. Okay. Yeah. I get confused with him and Steve yeah. Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs is dead. Died of pancreatic cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. I didn't even know. Yeah. So, yeah. fuck, that yeah. looked good. Yeah. Interestingly, he tried to, like, uh, cure it with, like, carrots. Oh, yeah. And refused and refused any sort of Western medicine. Yeah, I read his biography. I know you don't mm. like him. Um, but he Why said, no, I don't like him? Why don't you like him? It just him? sounds like you, you hate him. No. <laughs> Why are you so aggressive towards Steve Jobs? Don't you like your Apple? He doesn't like Apple. No, I don't, oh, you like, don't Apple. like Apple. I don't like Apple products. But Steve Jobs is one of the most amazing businessmen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now you like him. <laughs> Sorry, continue. Well, that, that was pretty much the story. But yeah, he did the <laughs> he, he said that he regretted. Yeah, I think at one point again, I kind of agree that I didn't use modern medicine. Yeah, great, yeah. Sta- great so statement. That's really yeah. good that you're using modern medicine. Yes, thank and you. And actually, yeah. um, you started a new clinical trial. Yeah, so I'm about week? to next week. Yeah, next week. Next week. Yeah. Because yep. that's I thought that was really interesting. So. Yeah, and maybe I can maybe I can <laughs> look, give, 
I, I, I don't want to talk about myself too much, but if I give an indicate sort of an overview of the different sort of treatments, that's what have. Jess does every week. Just talks about herself. <laughs> that's all I do. She's got nothing interesting to talk about. Yeah. So I started with. Thanks, Bass. Bloody shout out to the podcast. <laughs> so when I, I started with with chemo, and chemo is like a, it's a poison, right? It's like mm. a nuclear bomb. So it just blasts everything in your body. Um, that's uh, that needs to be blasted. So including the cancer cells and, and other things like your, your hair cells and all that sort of stuff, mm. which is why you lose your hair often. Um, I had a bit of chemo, worked really well. I uh, had some other um, sort of low-dose chemo that didn't work so well. The other thing I should say too is I have a rare type of pancreatic cancer, which is actually... So in medicine, you don't really want to be rare. But when it comes to pancreatic cancer, you do. You do want to be rare. So I'm, I'm very lucky with that kind. So I don't have the kind you usually you hear about. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a, a, a subtype, which is they don't really know a lot about but seems to behave quite not quite as aggressively okay. as, as the as the, the main type so that, that is lucky for me um anyway because of that because i had that type and because i was young my oncologist was like let's see let's take a time here to work out what we do next yeah because you're a bit different i'd been doing a bit of work with pancare pancare asked me to go down and talk about what i'd been doing mm-hmm. and um, my oncologist said that room is going to be full of all these really important people. Oh. Put in some detail about yourself that, you know, you wouldn't otherwise yeah. do because you never know who might be listening. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good point. So I kind of, you know, slipped in, you know. Advertising your yeah, symptoms. my type of cancer. Yeah. Which, and I had not got back to my seat after finishing talking when the, the founder of Pancare, who was a surgeon, he came up to me and said, you know, sometimes with your one, we just operate, we just cut it all out. And oh I was like, God. oh. Okay. He was like, let me know if I can help. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. And then that week, three or four days later, my oncologist had set up an appointment with, with an academic um, oncologist who apparently was the expert in pancreatic cancer in Australia down in New South Wales, in the New South Wales hospital system. And she said to me, find someone to cut it out. These are three people in the country who can do it. Oh. And he was one of them. And he was one of them. And it was just like within like five days, my life had like just changed. And I'm only here now. Because of, because of that operation. Like he, so he went in and yeah, cut out half my pancreas, cut the tumour in my pancreas, cut out all the tumour that was in my liver. And then I was, um, and as well as my gallbladder and my spleen, a few other sort of different things you don't need. Yeah. Um, down to Melbourne, family, family came to Melbourne, you know, this whole event, had Christmas down there. And, um, and yeah, and then I was, then I was uh, no evidence of disease for a good couple of months, about, about six months. I had no no sign of the cancer in me, which is just incredible. Um, and you always hope that that's it. Yeah. But it was always, you know, beyond probable. It was yeah. Yeah. And I knew that. And um, got a bit unwell, went into hospital, had a scan, and it showed that there, there was another spot on my liver and the lymph node, um, which was, yeah, it was, very, it was, it was absolutely gutting that I had to come back. But mm. again, sort of knowing that there was likely um and then had another operation so no dad was like oh i'll just cut it out again you just cut it out again yeah because it was just there's only a little bit there so just let's just cut it out again oh my god it's, it's, and this is all buying time too right and saying well, what's next what have we got what's next on the cars that sort of stuff yeah in the background of all this and this is a long way of getting back to bass's question is looking at well what else can we do here that's a bit different because i because i had a rare cancer we found this um, institute that was doing this initiative with rare cancers where he said, send us your tumour and we'll do, basically build up our research bank of knowledge. Yeah. They found a genetic mutation that was driving my cancer growth that in theory was targeted by, can be targeted by a drug. So what that means is there's, a, there's some types of drugs out there that just can switch off that genetic mutation. Um, after this surgery... And I've been seeing this other oncologist who was, who was a clinical trial oncologist, research on oncologist, who was lo- always looking. He met me and said, this is great, you've got this genetic mutation. <laughs> Again, lucky. <laughs> luck within bad luck. Um, and he was sort of, he's got his finger on the pulse, which that's what he does, is these trials, looks out for these drugs mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. The trial opened in December and I'm starting it next week. But they don't know enough about it. They're learning all the time. Yeah. And all sorts of stuff. So and that's, that's why super interesting. things like money... Correct. Is so it all comes back to it. Like, this is... Exactly. Awareness, money, lots of stuff needs to be poured into these things because that's where, that's where progress comes from. Yeah. Yep. Jules has started his own fundraising campaign. We should, we should tell that story too because it's a good, it's a good story. We should give a shout About out. the T-shirts, yeah. 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 So Give a shout out to the 
to the, the real brains behind that. Yeah. It certainly wasn't me. I was just taking it and run with it with your, with your encouragement, really, Jess. Yeah, Mitch and Shell. And Shell um, got together and said, hey, um, um, I think Michelle did a lot of the um, making sure the shirt got designed and made. And then um, Mitch just. Premium, premium. Text. T-shirts. Oh, it's good quality. Great, yeah. <laughs> t-shirt mill. Mick, uh, Mitch. Shout out to the t-shirt mill. Yeah, shout out work. Oh, see you yeah. on Tuesday. Mitch originally texted about five of us and said, How many do you think we, do you reckon we can get rid of 50 or something? And we said, Oh, yeah, no. For As sure. a fundraiser. So the money yeah. would go straight to Pancare. So. Yeah. yeah, and if anyone knows Jules, he knows that everyone loves Jules. And, yeah. And that that circle is never-ending. And it kind of went, oh, yeah, and I know someone who would want to support Jules. And then everyone else knew someone who'd want to support Jules. And I think, I don't know the exact numbers, but it was something like 250 in the first yeah, What, in that first one? Weeks? Maybe I've gone over the top there. But, yeah, it was a lot it was of more people. more than 50. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely in the triple figures. And... Um, and so we'd actually, uh, the plan was to meet and... Basically got out of hand. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's, it spread like cancer. Oh. Pancreatic cancer. In a good way. <laughs> but in a much better way. Rare? It was rare? Yeah. But a good rare? It was, it was rare kind of um, love from the community and undetected. <laughs> oh, God. Until it happened. How far can this poor comparison <laughs> goes? Terrible metaphor. Cancer metaphor. On so many levels. Um, but yeah, uh, me and Anna, who was on the podcast last week, had just had a baby. And Jules was keen to meet uh, Molly. Shout out to Molly. When's Molly going to be on the podcast? She's I know. She's here tonight, so maybe she'll come and cry mm-hmm. on the microphone. You. Maybe toward the end when people are ready to turn it off, she can come and make say, her. say her bit. She's <laughs> usually pretty shitty this time of night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Jules had said, well, let's all meet up. And we said, well, let's go to New Farm Park. Just Mitch and Michelle, me and Anna and Molly. I rocked up new, Ali and I rocked up a new farm park. But it just happened to be a hundred of your nearest and dearest friends yeah. who'd all Amazing. bought the shirts and got them delivered and turned up wearing them. Yeah. On the day. Um, so, yeah, so you were surprised by everybody. We all had the shirts Amazing. on. Yeah. It was a one-off campaign that I think Mitch and Shell just said, let's just do it, whoever yeah. wants to order it. Yeah. Then because you had photos all over Facebook... Um, and, and literally Mitch, people from all over the world who your friends were, right. were saying, how can I get this shirt? I want this shirt. And Mitch and Shell just had to, you know, they did this incredible job. You had already got out of hand from what they had originally planned. So just had to lock it down from a logistical, because they literally, all the shirts came to their house. Yeah. And, and they had, had and to they had sort to out ship. sizing. Correct. Like the Halligans so have ordered a large and Correct. a small and the two kids' teeth. So they could have then, thrown, so, you know, like, so... Yeah, it was just our group of our close group of friends, but I've you know my work friends, my uni friends, my whatever friends, your gym buddies, Ali's friends, all, all or gym, my gym buddies. All these people wanted to get involved, mm. so we just thought, well, how can we quickly sort of just capitalise on this sort of? This week, you have launched your very own like official like store. permanent store, yeah, permanent store. Right. Yeah. I didn't and know this. this yeah. Is, yeah, so this t-shirts and and fine, and so a lot of people asked about the kids' t-shirts, so we couldn't do. The kids' T-shirts easily for those campaign, those short-term campaigns, and also and they're now running yeah. trucker caps and trucker caps. No one's bought one yet. Someone should be the first oh, one. I would buy a trucker cap. Yeah. Have you ever worn your shirt and someone come up to you and said like, "Who's Jules?" I've had it. Not other people have. Because that's a weird one for you to explain. I had a really awkward interaction at um, Ashgrove Butcher Meat at Billy's. Yeah. Shout out me to Billy's. Yeah. Give me some meat. <laughs> Advertising. I'll meet you at Billy's. Are they sponsor this podcast? Give or? me some meat. Give me some meat. Because so Billy. We've done. So Jeeps, our, our, our Jeeps Rugby our Footy Club has been really good to me. We did a big fundraiser there last year. Um, and that community has just been incredible. Um, and and me to Billy's is an important part of that community. So, um, but I was there wearing this t shirt picking up something. And. I had like my Jeep's membership card to get a discount so the guy could see my name was on the t-shirt <laughs> and it's not and then he asked me oh so he's like oh so you're Jules and I was like yeah yeah and I wasn't sure if he was talking about the t-shirt mm. or the Jeep's <laughs> thing because because they're part of the community he may have known that you were Jules that I was who did the pancake yeah. yeah and then he's like and then he's like how, how is Jules which also is what the T-shirt says, <laughs> but it could also be about how I am. Like physically. And then he started talking on. about like the benefits of bone broth and the bone <laughs> broth that they have there for sale. And I just had to get out of there. It was too, <laughs> I was too confused and awkward. Um, oh, yeah. maybe he's doing the right thing. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe and he was Billy, just pushing his bone broth. I don't know. We'll take some of that bone broth. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> I can offer it to my guests. Yeah, that's right. Out of a mug. Um, but it's a fun shirt to wear because I've wore it once and someone said, oh, my brother's name's Jules. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay. 
Well, I was on the train. Yeah, I was on a train on my way to the t-shirt mill to work. And someone said she was smiling at me from like the other end of the carriage, but she had to walk past me to get out the door. And she said, are you Jules? Like, and I just went, oh, no. She goes, oh, I love your shirt. And I was like, well, my friend is Jules. He has pancreatic cancer. Purple is the colour for pancreatic. And I just went straight into like, you want to know more about this shirt? I'm going to tell you everything about this shirt. And I was like, and it will be available to buy. Look it up. She put How Good Is Jules into her phone. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, no. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I should just say, like, I've like, you know, been like overwhelmed and blown away by the support from, you know, not just my close group of friends, of you know, which you guys are an important part of, but the whole community. It's just been, it's been unbelievable. From from the teachers to whatever, it's just the teachers are a perfect example, of that, I suppose. But it's just been yeah. And you know, Ali and I couldn't have done, couldn't have got, got through this, and with you know smiles on our face most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and being positive without all that. Which is true so. because you guys have had, you have put the most positive spin on cancer that mm. I've ever seen in my life. And I remember when I was telling. Uh, Lorna, a girlfriend of mine who lives in Ireland, because she was like, what's going Does on? Lorna listen? I don't know. Oh. They don't get the internet. Hey, Lorna. Oh, yeah. Do you get the internet in... Ireland? Uh, Mayo. <laughs> Lorna. <laughs> Just slagging them off now. Sorry, Rouses. Um, all those Irish are too drunk to listen to podcasts. <laughs> She'll have to listen to it in um, Colin Rouse's room. <laughs> the t- technology room? With a boppet. <laughs> oh, oh, it's in there. There's a boppet. <laughs> and <laughs> Where you can listen to pl- plug into the internet to listen to podcasts. <laughs> But um, I remember when she said, I, I, I guess you had kind of, you, ha- you never did like a, hi, my name's Jules and I have pancreatic cancer. Like you, it just, you Missed were just living your life. But I remember her messaging me and saying like, what's going on with Jules? Because there's something is, I don't know how she had figured it out. Maybe you did say something, but like, or maybe you're in hospital or something. Or like Ali might have posted a picture yeah. from um, yeah. hospital or something. And I remember her asking like, what, can you tell me what's going on with Jules? And I sort of gave it a quick, very quick low down. And then um, like as horrible as it sounds, if anyone was going to get diagnosed with cancer, it kind of needed, it needed to be you because you needed, because you have access to Ali and Ali, there's no way that Ali will ever let anything happen to you. Like, uh, cancer is scared of Ali McGoffin. Do you know what I mean? Like, I love it. she would just be like, no, like, this is not going to happen for Jules. So, okay, next. Now, let's get in an action plan of what we're going to do. Like, yeah. she's so practical like that. So when I was sort of, and like other people had asked me, like, what's going on with Jules? And I was like, but it's fine because, like, Ali's not going to let anything happen. Like, if you met Ali, like... So don't worry about Jules, he's going to be fine because he's got Ali McGoffin or Ali Jeffress, which, like, and I know the shirts say how good is Jules, but they should say how good is Jules and Ali because you guys have been such a team. that can be the next version of that. You know, like, I mean, you know, any, any relationship is a, is a is teamwork, right? But, yeah. But for, and for Ali and I, we're really lucky that, you know, that I'm a, that we complement each other in such a good way that, she, you know, where she's so pragmatic as you say and I'm you know like a blue sky positive thinker um and so we work really well well in that way together and certainly would not be able to have done any of this without her and you know I'm doing my Tom Hanks challenge where I have to watch which suggested to me and I was like uh, I know I was like really sad that you didn't get on board with the challenge I was saying to Anna just the other day Sorry, if I never saw another Tom Hanks film, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. Like, I'm done. I would have watched, watched, watched Big and Stop. I get it. He's pretty sincere. He goes around. Yeah. You are not a toy. I'm not bothered. No, that's... So my challenge is to I'd watch... i do a Tim Allen challenge. But my challenge is to watch all of the Tom Hanks films, but in order Ooh. that he's done it. So therein lies the challenge. And if you'd like to know what film I'm up to... Big? Can we guess? Yes. Um, the Terminal? No. Not that far. That's like five years ago. I'll tell you, uh, the terminal and castaway is going to be a fucking yeah. long, Ca- that's a tough. That's a tough middle part. That's, you're going to be cast away from society that's trying to watch them. I'm really looking forward to also, both of those films. Castaway is on like once a month on like freeway TV. <laughs> With ads though, you don't want to. I think it's on Foxtel. Cast- I got it on the recorder. Castaway is the only like... movie I ever saw by myself in the cinema. Oh, and there's like an hour and ten minute bit with no dialogue. Yeah. 
And That's I a rough free, movie to see on your own. I was working at Faster Pasta and, and I had a split shift and they gave me a free movie. So, oh. so I'm sitting there with a car. So and <laughs> you needed to be on the first podcast where Katrina told us that she was eating faux well, yeah, in I the did cinema. Hear um, How do you sneak phone into a cinema? That's like Kramer sneaking coffee in the cinema. Well, got coffee? One time. I think I was with... do coffee in the cinema. No, Kramer had to, in that episode, just like, oh, like a French press pants. or something. No, oh. like, a, like a latte. <laughs> the split came off. Yeah. Oh, okay. Back in the day. But then he too. put a balm on it and it healed him. Exactly. Um, but listen, I'm up we to... We talk f- more about Seinfeld, our favourite Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. I'm up to film <laughs> number... So not big? It wasn't big? No. Oh. I'm up to film number three. <laughs> Well, big must be. But I will tell you, on, Bill, I think big is like six. Right. But I'll tell you what the problem really? is. And this is what I always knew the problem would be: is finding his films. What are the first three? Um, yeah, the first one is a horror called Home Alone. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's something like Alone in the Dark or something. Um, he was barely in it. Um, Wait, so it's any film that he's even just walked yeah, into it's his whole at film some point. Oh, so you're, like, you're working through his, like, his filmography on Yeah, IBD from the start, yeah. But this is the amazing That's thing. Mental. That was his first film. His second film, Splash. Oh. Like straight away, Jump right leading in. man. But he did have a lot of TV and stuff in between that. You know, you know what you need to do is pick a better actor like Alan Rickman. Yeah, but I can't find You know like, Alan Rickman's first movie? Or Bill Paxton. Die Hard. I don't really Straight like Straight in. I don't even watch Straight into the greatest performance of a villain ever. I don't even think I've ever seen it. No offence. And you... have never seen Die Hard. <laughs> and you no. Die Hard or Love Actually? I like both. But you have to choose one. Die Hard. What about Snape? <laughs> what about Die Hard or Snape? What do you mean Die Hard? His name was like movie, movie or character? <laughs> <laughs> Die Hard. The character in Die Hard or the character you know in what, Harry Potter? You know what else? Alan Rickman? Died of pancreatic cancer. Did he? Hey. Oh my god. That's sad. I thought he got eaten by that massive snake in Harry Potter <laughs> 6. Minari. <laughs> well, filming Harry Potter. Death on the. That's a big spoiler. On, this, on the uh, script. Yeah, sorry. People haven't seen Harry Potter 6. Nagini. Yeah. I mean, I haven't. But oh, people who want to. I teach year five at school and there's kids like reading the third book and stuff. So as long as they don't listen to this, we should those be kids listen to this book, yeah. Probably not. Maybe. Maybe a tough they to throw. Once you, you start spruiking it, Probably. you need to start spruiking it for our Liechtenstein deep dive. <laughs> the spin-off. The other day, the Liechtenstein club. A kid come up to me. Well, he's year twelve, and he said, "Hey, man, I love your band. Absolute bangers." I wasn't sure if he was being ironic or if he was actually a fan of the Dash House. Of the Dash House. Yeah, yeah, right. you, you or um, how did he or know? He said, um, "Genevieve." He goes, "Absolute banger, bro." And I love like, Genevieve's probably my favourite Dash House song. Yeah, good song. Hey, Shout out to Pete Dixon in yeah. Canada. He wrote it about his wife. How do you know I wasn't talking about Sasquatch? Um, because he said Genevieve. Sasquatch didn't do Genevieve? No, um, we did not. <laughs> so something about Bass is that before he was a teacher... I like this segment, something about Bass. <laughs> before he was a teacher, he was a really cool band guy. I was in the band at the same time as being a teacher. Yeah, I was kind of like that guy from The Simpsons who plays the acoustic guitar. And he teaches Lisa... What, Otto? Oh, Mr... Otto? Mr something. Otto. Not Otto. The bus driver. No, like the... Yeah, from early you on. Are the curly Lisa hair. Simpson? That one? Yeah. And then she plays him saxophone while she's doing lines. She has a crush on him. Yeah. Yeah. And then he... He gets a train out of town. Solid W, Mr... He looks a bit like Happy, doesn't he? He doesn't have curly hair. He does have curly hair. He's got a perm. Shout out to Happy. Yeah, shout out to Haps. Um, so, <laughs> I know. Um, but something that is actually really cool that not... So Bass is in a band, which, like, you know, lots of people have been in bands. But something that Bass did that's so cool and that I really wish we could find a way to bring it back is Red Deer Music Wee. Festival. Which bring is a festival... Back. Bring it back. ...that he started with his friends in... Whatever year. Forget, forget raising awareness about pancreatic cancer. Let's shift focus to the real. Bring back red deer. Bring raise back awareness deer. and money for. Forget purple. Red deer. Red. 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 Yeah. Can it be deer? purple deer? <laughs> and it's and it was something that you started. Correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like I always say a lot of stuff, and then your face looks at me like I've completely made it up, which maybe I dreamt it, and then I thought it was true. Um, was that like that time you said you saw Anton Deck in Byron Bay? <laughs> I was at Byron Bay with um, Anna and two other friends. So Anna, as you know from the podcast previously, is English. And we were having breakfast with two Welsh friends. 
And so I knew that they would appreciate the story that when we were sitting in a coffee shop, I told them that I had seen Ant and Deck. And Ant and Deck are basically like your Hamish and Andy of the UK type thing. And I I'm said, glad you clarified because I had no idea what you were talking about, who these people were. So. Um, and they film I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, the UK version, just outside of Byron. So I was telling the girls, I was here one day and I saw Ant and Deck eating breakfast. And I feel like I went into detail, like avocado on toast, that type of, you know, like excruciating details that one would only know had they have seen it for their own eyes. The next day, Happy had arrived and we all went back to the same coffee shop for breakfast. And <laughs> Happy sat there and he said to Anna, hey, I was here one day and I saw Ant and Deck eating so breakfast here. But, like, I actually never had even seen it. Happy happened. was there with a, like, different girl like a, an ex-girlfriend did you believe that you had, i believe because i'd heard it? he had told me the story once you, i actually believed that i had so seen strange. it isn't that weird that's so strange I mean, I've but also been... very embarrassing for me at the breakfast table when it came to light that i wasn't there and i think happy had to be like no you weren't here insert ex-girlfriend's name was here like Ugh. i mean that's normal for like you know like your parents tell you about something happened when you were a kid and then you kind of can't remember if you remember it or you just remember them telling you about it. But you're a fully grown adult. Yeah, I was like at least like 30 when this happened. <laughs> That's so weird. Um, so when are uh, um, Anton and Deck coming to Red Deer? Oh, God. Anton and Deck. I don't know. It's <laughs> pretty much like Gretel Colleen and if she had a partner. They're in that Love Actually movie. <laughs> they they're, well, in, they're in oh, Love Actually the guy and he yeah, goes yeah, to swear yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they them. go that's them and he goes kids don't do drugs yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that's great yeah. and then he said become a rock star so they're coming to Red Deer yeah the next Red Deer they are Red Deer it's the Anton Deck Deer it's a Anton Ooh. Deck Anton Deck Deer yuck don't so one of them's named Red Ant Deck. and the other one's named yeah, like Deck. Anthony and Declan they're just a couple of lads they're probably oh, not I know they are. television just... anymore I think they are um, and anyway, so Basti's like, how the fuck am I going to edit this? Just FYI. Um, Basti used, <laughs> used to run a music festival out at Sanford. And the thing that really set it apart was that it was BYO Couch and also BYO Alcohol, which Couch is kind of unheard of to bring your own alcohol in. You couldn't and bring it in, in a, yeah, and bring furniture. You couldn't bring it in in a. Um, Glass, you had to bring it in environmentally friendly. Well, they tried telling mum, and but they used to smuggle in entire bottles of champagne, champagne, champagne yeah. flutes, and like <laughs> cheeses, and all this stuff. And, the, and I have to tell the security guards, like, no, let them in, they're with me. That's my mum, these are my groupies. That's my mum who's so disobeying good. the rules. Yeah. And another time, so, was that vomit? That sounded like vomit. No, she's just saying hello. But, um, he said Molly needed to be on the podcast. Yeah, yeah Red Deer was a uh, really great festival, really great time. Uh, for about 10 years we ran it. It was BYO. We had about 1,000 people in a paddock sitting on the couch, drinking. Every year it got bigger and bigger and the more yeah. people it's wanted some, to go. It's some real, some great music. Yeah, great we, we had... Um, preachers. Uh, Regurgitated the Grace. Preachers. Friends of Rom. Friends of Rom. That was a real highlight. Absolutely. What um, was the band of the three boys who do the electronic... Yeah, Arbor Science, Science. Yeah, Jungle, Giants. Jungle Giants. So some really awesome Brisbane bands. Uh, the Greats. I, yeah, the Greats. I ran into someone from Powderfinger who was there, not Bernard Fanning, but the other one. Yeah, Ian Hogue maybe. But yeah, that was a great festival. Um, and in the end, I think we all outgrew it. We were about 21 when we started, so once we hit our 30s um, and the landowner, because it was just on a mate's private property, his parents' paddocks. Uh, there were two massive storms, like one year after another. It's a shame and that it ended on a storm year. Yeah, well, it was a crazy storm. And to be honest, I was happy no one died because, like, that was one of the craziest, most localized storms. It was up in the mountains. It's in like, the Mount Sanford Hills. So who played that? Yeah. Who played that year? That was the last year. Was the preachers? Oh, no, that no. was that was the preachers and the kite string tangle the last year. But it rained the year before. Oh, yeah, I think I would. No, it was a really cool festival. And it was a real, like, not only a real community thing for Sanford and Morton Bay and all that sort of yeah. stuff, but a real Brisbane music thing for yeah. a lot of that. Like, it was, a, it was an amazing, unique event that yeah. people really looked forward to. It was a good life experience. And I think maybe maybe one day we'll bring it back for a year or something. 10-year anniversary or something? Yeah, why not? I definitely think that you will do something along yeah. those lines. That kind of community, but, like... You get, like, Coldplay to play. 
Yeah. Yeah. And deck host, Coldplay play, <laughs> Dash Hound second. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. I really enjoyed it. Um, but it was a kind of thing you just spend loads of time on and you didn't make any money. Mm. So when you're 21, that's fine. It's a bit of a laugh, whatever. We're learning. We're meeting these people. We're partying all night. Um, and then you become like a lame, one a lame adult and you have to achieve things. Exactly. Like, like I literally like wear like a, a suit and tie to work now and, and just... Oh, um, teach a tea to teach me more. Or a t-shirt to work today. That's a cool one. That is cool. Was it that shirt? How good no, is it wasn't I actually wore a How Good Is Jules t-shirt to work today. Yeah. So I think I'm winning. And right, I also yeah. made music videos in here for about four hours. <laughs> You're definitely winning. <laughs> I'm also winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's do highs and lows. If you, it's a, such a pressurized thing because no one can ever think of it, and that's including me. Pressurized. Well, me and Jules went. Um, pressurized. We're in a in a gambling competition. Mm. It's probably a better name for that. Well, we, we punk, both, club, punk club. Oh, punk club. Oh, punk club. So, punk club. And actually, uh, Happy's in it as well. Your yeah. husband. So punk once club. a month, we have thirty dollars to bet, and at the end of the season, we have a day where we get together and. We spent fifty dollars and we got a bet, and we're sort of against each other. But for me, it was pretty much the first time I've gone out without Molly, so that was really good just to have it was a some fun drinks. Afternoon with mates. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, uh, so it was definitely my high, um, and I also won the day, which meant I got to wear this pirate hat. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> like, kind, of, kind of thing. So that was nice. So that's definitely my high. My low was uh, Bass winning that punk. Yeah. Game. <laughs> so, uh, particularly when it, so I came second. But it became obvious mm. with about an hour ago that Bass and I had the same bets left. Yeah. Bass had copied my bets, and so there was no way I was going to catch. No, it's great minds think alike. So, definitely my low. Remember we won on that horse? It came first, and we were cheering. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a great moment. That's that was a great moment. No, that's the high. That's the high. No, my, my highs and lows were all within about twenty minutes. Of my high, my high would be definitely a weekend. It would have been of um, of meeting uh, Lockie and Anna's little baby Alex APZ, APZ finally that was oh, that's cute. that was definitely my high so you know he's three so or four months old now whatever so a friend's baby yeah my, be- my best mate's baby to get to hang out with them over yeah. the weekends yeah, that's definitely high and he was super cute yeah and then that tied with that horse winning and then also even. they're definitely even, even. Yeah. and then also you launched a t-shirt fundraising yeah, <laughs> campaign for the t-shirt mill just going to yeah. plug them again <laughs> Hashtag how good is Jules at how good is Jules on Instagram. Yes, and get your t-shirts, kids, yeah, adults, get your t-shirts. caps. Not just for Jules, also for. Um, well, not at all for Jules, all for. No, I mean not just Jules. People need to buy it. Like, oh, sorry. But everyone knows the Jules. Hmm. Well, that's what I mean. But like, but just get it. Doesn't matter what your name buy is. It. Yeah, just buy it, you pricks. Yeah, purple. Your name doesn't have to be Ralph Lauren to buy to have a Ralph Lauren like you don't have to be called Ralph you don't have to know someone called Ralph to buy it exactly you don't have to be called Adidas to wear Adidas exactly not many people are called that not many people what about if your name was Nike well you'd probably wear Nike what if you preferred Adidas because I know people do it's like one or the other I'm more Asics that's a shame or Asics I like Asics yeah classics with Asics oh god shout out to Asics yeah sponsor us even though I'm like a sports shoe company. <laughs> t-shirt, t-shirt mill, meet at Billy's and Adidas. Oh, that's Asics. Asics. Let's make some money. <laughs> this podcast is more too far. It has just become one big meet ad, Billy's. podcast. Adidas. <laughs> um, okay, so your low was losing and your high was Equal winning. between winning on a horse and meeting my mate's baby. Bass, I think you've had a pretty good... Day to day, I don't know if that would probably What's your count. Low, Is your low for the? Oh, I don't know. I was up at two o'clock this morning, changing nappies. That's um, a high. But that was nice because Molly's very cute. She's cute. Um, don't embarrass her on the podcast. With nappy chat. Hello. Yeah, she'll be listening to this in twenty years' time. Like, Dad. Dad. Last night I got home from work, and actually no, scrap that story. This afternoon I uh, was pouring down rain. I got to my car put the key in I noticed that the back light was on oh. key battery gone oh, that Guarded is a low um, so that is a low and I had to go back to work and do an extra hour's work oh um, no yeah while well, I waited for RACQ man yeah that's bad so that was pretty low and nice. then he also had to get home and then get in the car in the storm to yeah, well, I got home one minute to the night car to join the social club yeah, yeah. 40 minutes in like a <gasps> side of a cyclone <laughs> to get here for this but this has been a lot of fun so yeah I, I walked outside today and 
got a little bit wet on the moment. The umbrella wasn't big enough, so that's similar. How is your umbrella not big enough? It's just one of those little umbrellas that has little transport umbrellas rather than having like a nice big Transport umbrellas? So it goes in my backpack for emergencies rather than being like a prepared. Well, it didn't work, so... I'm just saying, we've all got problems. (laughs) 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 But thank you so much for coming in, boys, because I've actually tried to get you in a few times and there's been... Are you talking to both of us with that or just Jules? Well, no, because I always wanted you to be on it. seemed a little bit like... Probably with Jules. Well, well, you haven't been... I don't know, I would have been on once, probably. I think that was the original. Yeah, and then I think you had your baby and then you might have had chemo. So that was a... Really the only two two excuses excuses that will ever be accepted. At one point we were actually um, in the same hospital and we went and visited Jules. It's true. Oh, were you? That's a true story. I can vouch for that. The martyr. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Shout and out to the Marta. <laughs> and we're sponsor um, me. We were all getting room service and stuff. Put guys and booty by and the sisters of mercy. <laughs> all right. Well, that's well, been fun, Jess. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I appreciate the free food. Yeah, the boys. Boys. The boys. You can buy your How Good Is Shirt jewels. <laughs> That's not what it is. How Good Is Shirt. <laughs> this is a great ad for <laughs> the new Instagram. You can buy your How Good Is Jules shirt from the at How Good Is Jules Instagram or just probably type in How Good Is Jules and it'll come up online. <laughs> I'm so distracted by fucking it up. <laughs> good ad. This episode of the Social Club podcast was recorded at Thousand Island Dressing in New Farm in Brisbane. Uh, I actually work there, so come in and visit me on Wednesdays. (laughs) 